listeners to the Somebody Somewhere podcast. As you may have seen, we've had some interesting developments in the case, and we wanted to give you an update with this special episode. I realize, too, that we haven't told you what to expect next. Right now, Jody and I plan to produce 10 episodes in total, absent further intervening events. This latest event, though, has thrown a bit of a curveball at us. On February 21st, a press conference was held in the Tom Wales Conference Room at the Seattle U.S. Attorney's Office. The Deputy Attorney General of the United States of America, Rod Rosenstein, joined 10 other federal and local dignitaries to brief the media on the case. Given the lineup and the timing, we fully expected an arrest. However, the only new thing announced was a $525,000 increase in the reward money. There are so many things we want to say about this press conference and about where we are in this podcast. I had to write a list. So here goes. One, journalists at the event seem to think the timing of this press conference was really odd. Typically, authorities have only held these updates on the anniversaries of the murder. Two, it was odder still that the deputy attorney general would come all the way to Seattle to simply say we are committed to this case. At this moment in time, Rosenstein is not only managing the Trump-Russia investigation, but also fending off allegations that the FBI is somehow to blame for the Parkland High School shooting. Three, Rosenstein said this was one of the highest priority cases of the Department of Justice. Four, the FBI's renewed appeal for people to come forward suggests they are nowhere near an arrest, absent getting someone to flip. Five, the night before the press conference, FBI sources told the Seattle Times that they believe a small group of people conspired to kill whales. And then in the press conference, former U.S. Attorney Mike McKay said there was someone out there who had information. Maybe he overheard some talk in a bar. Maybe she heard a little pillow talk. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin urged that someone who may no longer be in a relationship with the murderer should come forward for human compassion reasons. All of these comments seem choreographed to target a specific person. Six, the FBI special agent in charge said the case has generated over 51,000 documents, which is three times larger than the Enron investigation. Seven, an AP reporter asked Rosenstein about the timing of the press conference and whether it was related to our podcast. Rosenstein denied it, saying he had just learned of our podcast the day before. Eight, Maybe we're hypersensitive, but there seem to be veiled suggestions that our podcast is politically motivated, given the timing of its release and our assessments of the FBI in this case. Okay, so here's what Jody and I want to say about these developments. First, and to that last point, our singular goal is and has always been to solve this case. We are independent journalists who have no interest in political hack jobs that tar the FBI or DOJ with broad brushes, seems to be in vogue with, well, some of the agency's other critics at the moment. Second, as a former assistant U.S. attorney myself, I believe strongly in the rule of law and the integrity of our democratic institutions. We also believe that our First Amendment roles are to shake the trees and hold people accountable. Third, we do not presuppose bad intent or malfeasance in the work of law enforcement, which is equally important to our democracy and critically important to this case. We are asking hard questions because that's what you do when you have an unsolved case for 16 years. Fourth, there have been allegations that a vigorous prosecution of the Wales case was a casualty of politics unsympathetic to his gun control efforts. 
These allegations need to be understood, particularly in this current climate. Tom was ahead of his time on these issues. And if his murder investigation was in any way impacted by the exercise of his First Amendment rights, that needs to be known. Fifth, we do find it strange that Rosenstein would be here at this moment in time, but we are pleased to see the case getting more high-level attention. Sixth, if the FBI has generated more documents in this case than on Enron, that's a problem for the prosecutorial team and a bonanza for the defense. Seventh, if a million dollars didn't get you the pillow talk, we don't see how 1.5 will. Lastly, to anyone who has information about this case, the time to come forward is now. It's been 16 years. It's time to close this case and let Tom Wales and his family have justice and peace. The remainder of this podcast is the entirety of the 30-minute press conference. At about 29 minutes into this episode, you will hear the AP reporter ask Rosenstein whether the timing of his appearance was tied to the release of our podcast. If you want to just listen to that snippet, it's on the Somebody Somewhere Facebook page. As we have said many times, it is up to you, the listener, to determine the credibility of the witnesses and what they say. You should form your own opinion about people involved in this case. We will be back next week with a new episode that you will not want to miss. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everyone. I want to welcome you all to the Tom Wales Conference Room here at the U.S. Attorney's Office. I also want to especially uh, welcome the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein, here to Seattle. As many of you know, he is a prosecutor's prosecutor, a true leader, someone who has shown over his long career a dedication to the Department of Justice uh, and uh, the values we hold dear. The Deputy Attorney General is here today because of an announcement about an important case here in Seattle, uh, the investigation by the FBI and the Seattle Police Department of the 2001 murder of Assistant United States Attorney Tom Wales. The Deputy Attorney General understands just how important this case is to Seattle and, most importantly, uh, to Tom Wales's family. He also knows how important it is to Tom's colleagues uh, and to the community of which he was such a vibrant part. I also want to thank everyone else up here with me today, especially the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys and their foundation, and former U.S. attorneys who've come and joined the leadership of both those organizations, the mayor of Seattle, our chief of police, uh, the King County prosecutor, uh, and, of course, our law enforcement partners, uh, and especially special agent in charge of the FBI. Uh, I'm now going to turn it over to the deputy attorney general. Thank you. Well, thank you, Annette. I'm grateful for your leadership uh, of this office over the past several years and for your 21 years of dedicated service to the Department of Justice. I want to thank Tom Wales' daughter, Amy, for joining us today to represent the Wales family. Amy has shown incredible strength and courage and devotion to her father. The Attorney General uh, was able to meet with Amy when he was here last fall, and I was very grateful to have that opportunity today. Along with all other federal prosecutors, I heard about Tom Wales' murder when it occurred on October 11th of 2001. Tom was murdered by a cowardly killer who shot him through a window late one night while Tom was sitting at his desk in his own home. 
And about uh, four years ago, I visited the U.S. Attorney's Office here in Seattle for a cybercrime conference hosted by then U.S. Attorney, now Mayor Jenny Durkin, in this very room. We met here in the Wales Conference Room, named in honor of Tom. I learned that Tom Wales was an exemplary prosecutor. He made a tremendous impact on this community over his 18 years of experience as a federal prosecutor. It is not acceptable that Tom's family, friends, and colleagues remain in a state of uncertainty about how he died. It is not acceptable that that killer remains unpunished. As Deputy Attorney General, I intend to see to it that we leave no stone unturned in our search for the killer who murdered Tom Wells. Last summer, I received a briefing from the prosecutors and agents who are leading this investigation. And last fall, representatives of the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys, uh, who are here with us today, met with me in Washington to discuss this case uh, and their commitment to seeing it solved. Any attack on a law enforcement officer is an attack on our entire justice system. It is an attack on the rule of law. I want to assure you that this murder investigation is very active. FBI Special Agent in Charge Jay Tabb is here with us this morning, and he will speak about the extensive work being done by a task force of investigators and prosecutors. We are constantly and aggressively following leads. The task force includes the FBI, the Seattle Police Department, the Department of Justice, and the King County Prosecuting Attorney's Office. It includes agents, detectives, analysts, federal prosecutors, and a county prosecutor. In addition to that, we have FBI personnel nationwide who are following leads generated by this team. The scope of the work performed by the task force is extraordinarily comprehensive. We will continue to pursue this case for as long as it takes to achieve justice. The killer will be held accountable. The Department of Justice and the FBI are offering a reward of up to $1 million for information leading to an arrest and prosecution. And I came here today to encourage people with information about the murder of Tom Wells to come forward now. We know that you're out there. The details that you know, small or large, may be important to us in solving this case. So pick up the phone now and dial 1-800-CALL-FBI. You can also email your tips to whalestips, W-A-L-E-S-T-I-P-S, at FBI.gov. And this task force will respond to every lead that we receive. We're offering large rewards, but we encourage you to come forward for your own peace of mind and for Tom's family and friends. I want to thank every law enforcement employee and every citizen who is helping us to solve this case. People who devote their careers to law enforcement do not just consider it a job. We often speak about the bonds that tie us together. Tom Wales and his family remain a part of our law enforcement family. And Amy, I want you and your family and Tom's friends and colleagues to know that this case is one of the highest priorities of the United States Department of Justice. We will not rest until it is solved. Our next speaker will be Michael McKay, a former U.S. attorney here in Seattle and the current president of the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys. Mike uh, has worked tirelessly to support this investigation, uh, and he has an important announcement this morning.
thank you, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein. It's a privilege to be here. Tom Wales was a celebrated and very well-respected assistant United States attorney here in Seattle. As the Deputy Attorney General just indicated, he was murdered on the evening of October 11, 2001, as he sat at his computer at home in the basement on Queen Anne Hill here in Seattle. He was hit with multiple rounds, but managed to dial 911 before he lost consciousness. The killer was familiar with Tom's property and his work habits. He was careful on the night of the murder to avoid setting off floodlights in the yard that were attached to motion detectors, leading investigators to believe that this was a carefully planned execution. The only witnesses to the crime heard several shots, then saw a man walk quickly down the sidewalk in front of the house, get into a parked car, and drive away. Many of us believe that the murder was connected with Tom's work as an assistant United States attorney. If so, Tom will be the first AUSA in the history of our country to be killed in the line of duty. The Department of Justice almost immediately announced a reward of $1 million, or I should say up to $1 million, uh, for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for this murder. Former U.S. attorneys from around the country who have served in every administration dating back to President Carter's for several years now have been committed to supporting the Department of Justice and the Bureau in this investigation. Now, the foundation for the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys, of which I'm proud to be president, the president of, the, of NAFUSA is here, Hal Hardin from Tennessee, from Nashville, and we're privileged that he came up to be with us. The foundation has received commitments from law firms, individuals, and companies to put up an additional $525,000 to complement the Department of Justice's reward. So it's my privilege to announce today that the Nafusa Foundation, after the Department of Justice pays out its reward to anyone who provides information leading to the arrest and conviction of Tom's murderers, we will pay that citizen an additional $525,000. Now this financial pledge is just one example of our commitment, and we stand ready to assist the department and the bureau in any way we can. I do want to acknowledge the presence of former U.S. attorneys that are here. I've already introduced Hal Hardin from Nashville, Tennessee, the president of NAFUSA. Thanks very much for coming up. Brother John, who served as U.S. attorney here, Bill Hislop and Jim McDevitt, former U.S. attorneys from Spokane, and of course our mayor, Jenny Durkin, who was also a U.S. attorney here during the Obama administration. But our focus today is not on NAFUSA or the foundation. It is on helping the department and the FBI find the person or persons responsible for killing Tom Wales. There is somebody out there who has information. We need that citizen to come forward now. Maybe he overheard some talk in a bar after someone had a couple of drinks. Maybe she heard a little pillow talk. You need to come forward today. And we hope that these additional funds will provide some additional incentive. If you are afraid, let me assure you that the Bureau has a strong track record of protecting witnesses.
and you will have the support of nearly every former U.S. attorney around the country, including, by the way, Mayor Durkin. We stand ready to assist the Department and the Bureau in any way we can. And anyone who wants to come forward, we will help you as well. We have a list of those who made commitments to the foundation to support this $525,000 commitment, and that's attached to the media release. I want to particularly thank uh, the three largest uh, donors. Harry Schneider from the Perkins Coie firm is here. We're very grateful for his leadership in obtaining from his firm, Perkins Coie, $100,000 commitment. I'd also like to thank Williams & Connolly firm in Washington, D.C., and DLA Piper, each of whom made a commitment of $100,000. Finally, I'd like to thank the Quinn Emanuel firm, of which Mayor Durkin was once a partner. She played a leadership role in obtaining from that firm a commitment of $52,000 of which over 10,000 is Mayor Durkin's personal funds, well before uh, she had plans to become our mayor. So we're here today to encourage someone to come by and please help us out. We need that good citizen to come forward so that those behind this horrible crime is brought to justice. So it's my privilege to turn over the podium, Mayor Jenny Durkin. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, U.S. Attorney Annette Hayes, Deputy Attorney General, for those who are here, but mostly Amy, thank you for being here yet again in this conference room. You know, life works out not like we expect it. And I can tell you that Tom Wales meant a tremendous amount to me personally. And the story of trying to solve this murder has meant a much to me. Etched in my mind is where I was when I learned that Tom was killed because he was a friend of mine. And it was a foggy time. It was a month to the day after September 11th. And at that time, we all remember where we were. And today, I am urging the people out there I know in human nature, both in my work as a criminal defense lawyer, in my work as a prosecutor, and in city government, that it is human nature to talk. Everybody talks to somebody. The people who are behind this, who did it, talked to somebody. Those people now have had the passage of times. Relationships have changed. I'm urging you, urging you, not just for the reward, which is a million and a half dollars, but for human compassion for the family of Tom Wales, for the people who knew and loved him, to put some closure to this. I want to thank the FBI agents who have worked tirelessly, tirelessly on this for so many years. I want to ask, thank Chief Best for her leadership and for the Seattle Police Department who have been working on this. I want people in the public to know that one of the first things I did as mayor of Seattle was to get briefed on this case to make sure that we were going to turn over every stone, that the Seattle Police Department would continue in its commitment to this. We will, we will stand shoulder to shoulder and make sure, and that is not because this murder is more important than any other homicide we have in Seattle, but it's different when you go after someone in law enforcement. It's similar to the death of Donnie Chin in the International District, which I was also briefed on, but for people to know that we mean business. So I want to thank people for being here. I want to thank the Department of Justice and the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys for stepping up, for making this real. But mostly, I want to make this human. This is really about the families 
whose lives were interrupted. If you're listening to this and you know something, please come forward. Please put some closure to people for this. You know, Tom Wales was an amazing person, a great father, a great prosecutor, but he's missed so much. He now has grandchildren he never met. His life and those that he loved have gone on. So for those people, for them today, please, if you know something, come forward. You will be protected. If you need it, you will be rewarded. But mostly, you will help a family put something like this behind them. Thank you very much. Jay? Good afternoon. I'm Jay Tabb, and I'm the special agent in charge of the FBI in the state of Washington. I want to personally thank Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein, Mayor Jenny Durkin, and the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys for their presence today on the announcement of this reward compliment. I would also like to recognize Chief Carmen Best from the Seattle Police Department and King County Prosecutor Dan Satterberg, critical partners in our investigation of this case. Most importantly, special thanks to Amy Wales for your presence here today and your willingness to continue to come to these. My intent today is to underscore our continued commitment to the Tom Wales murder investigation. In fact, it remains a top priority of the FBI and our partners at SPD, the King County Prosecutor's Office, and the Department of Justice. Together, we have a team of FBI agents, police detectives, intelligence analysts, prosecutors at both the federal and local level, level who all work full-time on the task force investigating this murder. We have a very active investigation, one which encompasses countless interviews, myriad forensic and ballistic examinations, thousands of items of evidence collected, and the service of several thousand subpoenas and other legal process. The main investigation includes over 2,300 subfiles for specific investigative areas of interest and has generated over 51,000 documents. That is three times larger than the size of the Enron investigation of the early 2000s. For, excuse me, since the 10th anniversary of the murder, the task force has generated over 21,000 investigative documents and in the last 12 months have completed hundreds of investigative actions and, ser and served almost 50 subpoenas. This exhaustive work has allowed the task force to refine its efforts into several key areas. However, we still have significant work to do and as all the speakers have spoken today, we need the public's help. In addition to the Nafusa reward announced today, the FBI is still offering up to $1 million for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the perpetrators. We know that there are people out there with pertinent information, and we are pleading you to you to come forward and provide that information, no matter how small it is. As the DAG noted, there are many ways to provide a tip. The FBI is easy to get a hold of. You can email us. You can call us. You can visit us at one of our offices. I promise you that your information will remain confidential. We hope that the reward provides an additional, in additional incentive to do the right thing. But we are truly speaking to the conscience of any person who may have co come across information regarding the murder. Coming forward is your opportunity to help the family gain closure for their heartbreaking loss. Please help us solve the case for the Wales family. I'll be followed by Mrs. Amy, Ms. Amy Wales. Thank you. I have been asked to speak about my father and this case on behalf of Tom Wales's family, my family. 
First, allow me to thank the Department of Justice, FBI, and Seattle police officials, among many others, who have worked so long and with such dedication, pushing forward in determined pursuit of justice. It is easy to forget that my father was murdered just one month after 9-11, when our country and our government was still traumatized and still scrambling to respond to the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. Nevertheless, the Department and the Bureau made pursuing this case to its conclusion a top priority and have followed through ever since under both Democratic and Republic administrations. They have made considerable progress under difficult and trying circumstances. Some members of the team have devoted what is, in effect, the balance of their careers to this case. We would like to thank you to thank all of you for your hard work. Your dedication is critically important because this case has always been about more than one man. My father's murder was an attack on the institutions of the United States. If a federal prosecutor can be brutally murdered for carrying out his prosecutorial duties, the law enforcement and judicial processes that keep all of us safe are fundamentally compromised. My father believes strongly in the institutional mission of the Justice Department and the FBI. Although he had strong political views, which was his right, he saw the work of these organizations and his own work within them as beyond party political considerations. Service was also far more important to him than money. He left a lucrative position at a prestigious New York law firm to join the U.S. Attorney's Office in Seattle, and he never regretted that decision. We have never regretted that decision. I am certain that many in this room assigned similar value to serving the United States. Your service is all the more important at a time when the Justice Department and the FBI are constantly maligned for partisan or self-interested reasons. Truth is the first casualty, of course, in such theatrics of lies, which are repulsive and worrisome. My brother and I stand on the side of truth, not least because we have a good understanding of how much hard work has gone into progressing our father's case. The numbers are impressive, but it's much more than the number of documents filed. Again, we know and we understand. Today, we ask the public to continue to support the investigation and for people with information to please share it. Please come forward and share it. Bright heart, brave heart, I tell my children. Lean into courage and courageous heart you will have, courageous of heart you will be. As for my father, it is as the ancient Greek Asikalis imagined, even in our sleep, pain which cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart until in our own despair against our will comes wisdom. Thanks and through the grace of God. If my brother and I have any wisdom to share as a result of this awful violent tragedy, it is patience and perseverance. And we have both. Thank you. We have time for just a few questions. So do we have any that are specific to this investigation or the enhancement? Uh, yes, I mean, to the investigation for the Deputy Attorney General. Um, I just want to follow up on something that uh, Amy Wales had said. 
you know, she stood up there and talked about some of the recent criticism of the FBI and the Department of Justice. So how do you reconcile that with you standing up here today trying to convince the public that the life of someone who dedicated themselves to the Department of Justice uh, was worthy enough for them to come forward, given the attacks that are happening at the highest levels against the individuals who dedicated themselves to serving our country in that capacity? No, I don't think uh, I need to convince anybody in this room or anybody in the public uh, about the worth of Tom Wells's life. He's a man who devoted his career to the Department of Justice, to uh, fighting crime, and he was a superb family member and colleague. Uh, and uh, for all those reasons, uh, we're going to continue to devote all the resources we can to make sure that uh, we hold accountable the perpetrator. Why now? What, what's different? What's changed? Why? I have a question. Why now? Well, the answer is that this is not something we're doing just today. This is a persistent effort. Uh, we've come together today to talk about this publicly, uh, in part because of the uh, efforts of the National Association of Former U.S. Attorneys. Uh, and uh, it's just yet another opportunity for us to alert the public and to encourage people to come forward with any leads. Is there anything else to the timing about this? I mean, there's the, the <coughs> podcast about this case that's been getting some attention. Mm -hmm. um, no, there's nothing else about the timing of this. I did learn about that podcast yesterday, but that had nothing to do with uh, the timing of this event. Do we have any other questions for the special agent in charge or anyone else uh, directly related to this case? Allison? I do. I wanted to ask the former U.S. attorneys with the murder of Tom Wales and your belief that this had to do with his role. What kind of shadow has that put and threat has that put over U.S. attorneys across the country? I think it would be good to hear from the president of Fuso who came up from Tennessee. Maybe you might want to comment on that, Hal. Well, it, it, it has caused a cloud to, to be uh, on the U.S. attorney's offices across the country. Uh, all of these guys and gals firmly believe that Nobody can be left behind, just like in war. I mean, we've lost one of our own, the only one we've ever lost in combat, if you will. And we're doing everything within our power to bring those people to justice. Alyssa, with the repeated pleadings that everyone is making up there, it sounds like that you have a specific person in mind that you are addressing the reward and reminding them about it and letting them know, can you shed any light on if this is aimed for a specific person? So the answer to that question is it's not aimed at a specific person. It, it is aimed at some individuals that we think potentially know something about this, and we're pleading with somebody to come forward perhaps in reaction to the fact that now it's $1.5 million to come forward and provide information. Two more questions. Anyone else that we haven't heard from yet? I'd like to ask Mayor Durkin, um, what is this, how has this impacted the city? I think, you know, because you're coming in and you have so much knowledge about this, this case really did scare a lot of people. You know, I think a case like this has a great impact on all the community. And I have had, you know, I've been in this conference room in different roles. You know, I came in here first uh, as a friend of Tom Wales, and then I came as United States attorney, knowing that we had to do all we could talked to the Attorney General Holder at the time. He came here. We met with the family, and I'm pleased to be here today. Impacts of crimes like this ripple across communities. 
They ripple across the neighborhoods. They ripple across the greater city. And they impact lives of people who just read about it. And it's one of the reasons why I think all of us in this room are so devoted to solving this crime. Because it has different impacts both on the community itself and on every person who serves. We every day ask police officers, state prosecutors, federal prosecutors, FBI agents to step up and to enforce laws. And they do it sometimes in very difficult circumstances. If they are not protected by our society, then society itself is not protected. And so I think it is very important in cases like this that everyone knows that both the, the, the Department of Justice and prosecutors like Dan Satterberg will stand behind their people, but it's for the city and the community so that people know they can be safe in their homes and with their neighbors. Thank you. Any last question for the investigative task force before we get going for the task force committee? Yes. Uh, for JTAB, I think maybe would be the best one to ask the question. You know, a couple of you, I know Jenny was and Dan were here seven years ago when we had the press conference in here offering the $1 million reward. You know, if somebody knows something, they've had 17 years to, to speak up if it's weighing on their conscience. And I know a half a million dollars is really generous, but a million dollars was still a lot of money. Yeah. And you offered it seven years ago. So just being straight with us. Yeah. Um, if someone hasn't come forward after 17 years and after they were offered a million dollars to do so, yeah. what's the likelihood that this changes their mind? So, Brandy, that's one way to look at it. I think another way to look at it is people talk. Secrets are not very good. The people are not very good at keeping secrets. And people talk. And I think in that seven-year span, other people have talked about this. And like, like many people have said up here, just a little bit of information could change the outcome of the investigation. We have a lot, we have a lot of investigative theories right now. We have several that we're very fond of, and we need more information. Can you solve it? I can't. Can not right now, I can't. Can I ask one more question? Did you ever have any leads related to his advocacy on gun control, or is this always seen as a work-associated killing? I can tell you that that 23, over 2,300 subfiles that I mentioned earlier represented investigative avenues, 2,300 different investigative avenues, many of which were turning Tom Wells' life inside out. So we went back to day one of his life and looked at everything that he was involved in. So those, that, was, that has been investigated, and, in, and for, for right now, it's, it's not something that we are fond of as a, as a working theory for the case. Can How I many just, agents no, do Thank you so much. Can I just add one thing to what Brandy said, because sure. I think it's really important for the public. I think it's really important for, for your thing is it is not too late. And I want anybody out there listening to this today to know it is not too late to come forward. Yes, time has passed, but the way we communicate has changed in the last 10 and 17 years. People talk, they talk to people, they email with them, they message, they do all sorts of things. The smallest thing, the smallest thing could matter. So don't think it's too late. Don't think what you know doesn't matter. And don't think that you shouldn't have the courage to come forward. You should. It is the right thing to do. And we hope that you do do it. Thank you very much.